This is the Black Belt Podcast and you're listening to episode 13. As always, make sure to like, share, comment and review. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you listen on. Today I chat with Elijah Everett. Elijah is one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the world of wacko kickboxing. He is a 13-time world champion, an Irish Open grand champion, and at the time, the first fighter to win four gold medals at a wacko world championships. Today I chat to Elijah about his incredible success and some of his goals for the future. Now it's into that frustrating stage. So, you know, it started off okay, but now I'm just getting frustrated. I just want to get back to normal life, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you doing uh, are you doing much training around around home or anything like that? Yeah, I'm trying to just keep myself ticking over and that and um yeah, sometimes I go down to the gym by myself and just do my own workout, you know, bags and stuff that I can use and that kind of thing and just doing like running and um training my back garden, you know, what whatever I can do really to keep myself fit. I'm trying my best, mate, trying my best. What about you? I haven't done a whole lot since uh since it stopped because uh No, we were training for the European Championships in Taekwondo. They were on at the end of April and uh, they got cancelled then two, two or three weeks ago now and then training for me just, just stopped. So Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. it's a nightmare. Absolute nightmare. Especially when you've got things to look forward to like that as well. You've got competitions that you're training for and, you know, because I was supposed to go to, um, I was supposed to go to Canada next week and uh, obviously I can't go now. So, you know, that's got in and, yeah, that would have been a nice trip. Yeah, it's a nightmare, mate. Absolute nightmare. Was that the? Were you competing, or was it just, uh, or was it seminars, or a bit of both? Yeah, it was competing. It was competing. I was um, there's a tournament over there called the Quebec Open, so I was going to go over there and do that. I've always wanted to do it because um, a lot of people have, have that I know have gone have always. Um, come back and told me that it's been really good so I wanted to go over there and do that and then uh, I've got a friend over there Robbie Lavoie and I was going to stay with him uh, for, for a week I think we were there for a week yeah I was going to stay with him for a week and we were going to go around and you know he's going to show me around Canada and stuff we we're going to go to Toronto and places like that so yeah it's been a nightmare <laughs> yeah and Flanders is usually on around this time of year isn't it uh, Flanders is usually September. Oh, that Austria, one was, sorry, yeah. Austrian Classic. Is that right? Austrian Classic. Austrian Classics, yeah. That one was supposed to be... That was the same weekend that I was going to go to Canada, actually. Um, Austrian Classics, yeah. Um, and then all the other big ones, like the the Points Fighting Cup in Milan was cancelled. That was supposed to be last weekend. Uh, what else got cancelled? Hungarian World Cup as well. Best fighter. All the big ones. So, yeah. Real yeah. shame, especially when you've been when you've been training. Like it just everything kind yeah. of then, like you know That's the thing. Yeah, what can you do? It's just yeah, I'm going to keep training and keep myself fit. But it is it is difficult when you've got nothing to nothing to actually you know yeah. train for. You're just keeping yourself ticking over, aren't you? So it's a it's a is it a wacko Europeans? At the end of this year, are supposed to be. Yeah, well, yeah. Hopefully that will still go ahead. You know, d- depending on how the situation progresses. But uh, I, I think it will. I think it will go ahead. Um, it's supposed to be in October, so you know we'll see how things play out. But um, yeah, that is quite an important one as well because the Europeans this year is qualifiers for the World Combat Games. So oh, I'm actually stepping. Yeah. I'm stepping up a weight division this year because. Um, the my weight division wasn't selected for the combat games. It's actually the one above. So um, this year, I've I've already qualified for the European Championships in the weight above, uh, and now it's just about qualifying at the Europeans to go to the World Combat Games. So um, hopefully, it all goes to plan and we can get back out there for them. But we'll just wait and see. So that's that's the the hardest thing at the minute is the uncertainty of it all. No one really knows when things are going to get back to normal. So. Yeah, because I think it's even the same for like you're looking at the Olympics and you're looking at like it's grand to say, okay, maybe August time, yeah, it might be okay to actually have the games. But people haven't been training in the lead up, so what's yeah. the point of having it if people aren't going yeah. to be at the best? So, exactly, what's the exactly. Challenge? yeah, it is, mate, it is, unfortunately. But, um, where we go back, we go right back to the start. How did you start in uh, kickboxing and, and martial arts? 
I actually started when I was um, four years old. And uh, the reason why I got started was because of the Ninja Turtles and the Power Rangers. So I always used to watch them on, on TV as a kid, and they were my favourite cartoons. Um, that constantly comes up. That was the same for I started Taekwondo. That seems to be a oh, common... Oh, was it really? Yeah. yeah. Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles, those two those two TV shows are kind of seem to be the ones that yeah. a lot of people are kind of age are saying that the reason they started. Yeah, it really was. I used to love watching them on the telly, and then, uh, and then one day... Um, uh, a leaflet came through the door advertising a, a local martial arts school and um, my dad actually didn't want me to, to start at first but um, you know my mom and dad saw how much that uh, I loved it and how much I wanted to go and then uh, you know they finally agreed to, to let me go and then we, we never looked back ever since then you know martial arts has been pretty much my whole life so that's how I got started Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers without them who knows where I'd be now <laughs> yeah and uh, like I found when I when I started it was I just wanted to learn how to do f- flips and kicks it's like competing or winning winning medals or trophies and yeah. like that. No, that wasn't that wasn't it was yeah. it wasn't in my head it was I just wanted to be able to do backflips and and kick while in the yeah, air like, just the cool moves yeah yeah, yeah just, but it's mad it takes a, it, it takes you on a different journey then yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah. So, like, you felt you would have fell in love with it straight away. Like, you never thought it never didn't take you a while to kind of fall in love with the renting. No, I I, I loved it from the very beginning. Yeah, ever since my my first class, we used to call it the the little ninjas back then. And uh, yeah, I just used to, I remember just having so much fun in all of the classes, and you know, learning loads. And then yeah, I just took to it naturally, and just and loved it. And I, I've never looked back. There's never been one moment really in in my whole life where I've thought, you know, I want to give this up or I want to quit. It's just, you know, I'm very lucky to have found my passion from such an early age. And um, yeah, I couldn't imagine life without martial arts. I really couldn't. And I'm very lucky. Did you play other sports growing up? Yeah, I um, I played football um, for my school and I played for like a local team. Um, I also boxed for um, a number of years as well. Uh, I did quite well in the boxing. Um, I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I'm still doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu now as well. So a uh, number of sports, uh, cross-country running. Uh, I used to love cross-country running as well. I used to run for my school. Um, and then I'm pretty much... Um, watching all sports really I'm, I'm a fan of, of most sports um i love basketball you know american football all of those different sports um, i'm a big fan of so yeah pretty much all sports i'm a fan who's the uh who's the the, the favorite uh basketball team basketball team at the i, I don't fluctuates but at the minute I, i've always liked lebron james so um, the Lakers, um, yeah, room for the Lakers just because of, of LeBron. Uh, me and my dad actually love LeBron, you know, his mentality and just how dominant he is as, as an athlete. So, yeah, uh, liking the Lakers at the moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same, I'm a big LeBron fan. And yeah, he's uh, it, was, it was Cleveland before, now it's the Lakers. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I, so, I like Cleveland when LeBron was there. And, that, you know, yeah, I, I think you, you get drawn to a player, don't you? And then you like the player, you like the team. So, yeah, liking the Lakers because LeBron's there. Yeah, and then if you were to pick an NFL team? An NFL team? Well, my dad loves the Cowboys, so um, I've always, you know, had a soft spot for the Cowboys because of that. And then uh, I also like the Chargers because uh, one of my teammates, Jack Felton, is a big Chargers fan. And when I was in California last summer, he took me to um, took me to a game and he took me to like their preseason training camp. So I'd have to say those two teams, the, the Cowboys and the Chargers, some are my two favourite teams. Yeah, I would have been. Uh, I'm more. I'm a Patriots fan, but uh, Patriots. Well, you gotta love. You gotta love the, what Brady did there as well. He's, you know, it's great, yeah, it's, isn't it? It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see the season with without Brady. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that now. Yeah, if it when it when it when it does kick off. Yeah, yeah. Eventually. <laughs> I was ashamed of like because even like like that with the NBA like it was just it was just heating up. It was. I know, yeah, it's such just, a shame, isn't it? Such, I know, just everything stops, you know, the football and gosh, it's an absolute nightmare. And um, so, like, would you when you after you started, did you start competing straight away then in kickboxing? I was about six or seven years old when I did my first competition so I'd been training for a couple of years 
Um, yeah, and, and what happened was obviously we go through like the little the little ninjas program, and then I moved up to the kids class. And then uh, you know the instructors saw that I had good enough potential, and they put me into like the tournament the tournament squad. And uh, then we started doing tournaments around the country. Yeah, my first one I think must have been in uh, 2006, something like that. And uh, yeah, that was my first one. I, I remember I was so so nervous. I ended up fighting um, Charlie Maddock, who's actually a taekwondo. Uh, we did add some success in taekwondo herself, and um, yeah, I, I got absolutely battered. I think I lost. The, I got I got uh, beat by uh, maximum score, which is like ten uh, zero. Or I might have got one point. Might have been eleven one. But yeah, it's uh, it's funny to look back on those times now. And your is your club like a mainly points club or like is it or is it mixed we, we, uh, we've we've always been mixed really and I've always tried to uh, make sure that I do I can have success in all styles I'm a big believer in being able to do it all um, you know I know I've, a lot of people don't believe in being able to do all of, of the styles or they say that uh, one one style hinders the other one and I've always been a big believer that you can do it all if you have a look at all the greats you know Raymond Daniels and Michael Page are prime examples of that and I always want to aspire to be like that myself so um, our club's always been pretty much pretty open-minded we do points we do continuous you know I do kick light as well uh, which is another style in wacko kickboxing uh, I've like I said before I've gone and done boxing uh, bits of full contact as well so yeah try and practice it all as much as I can so yeah because I think that's that would be probably but I would think it's one of your biggest achievements is because you, you at one of the, wack the wackos a couple of years ago you won all three events isn't that right yes yeah yeah we won um that been, I won that the before? Fight. say that again has that been done before or uh, at the time, it hadn't been done before. I was the first one to ever accomplish that. Yeah, it's uh, points, light contact, kick light, and the team event we won as well, which is where you have three three members from your country that are male. We have one female as well, and then it's uh, a cumulative score, and uh, we ended up winning the team event as well. So it was, uh, you know, one of my definitely one of my greatest achievements, and um, yeah, something that I'm really proud of being the first. The first person to win four gold medals in a world championships was was really big for me. And so, that, how many fights did you have across that week? Oh, uh, a fair few. Um, well, I, I actually don't know how many fights I had in total, but it's got to be at least it's got to be over twenty. It must have been um, because. I was fighting three times a day, and the whole tournament lasted a, a week. And sometimes, it, you know, it varies between how many fights you have a day. Sometimes you'll have, um, like, you'll fight once in every division. Sometimes you may even fight twice. Sometimes they have to do the next round as well. So it all depends on how the tournament's going and what the organisers decide. Um, but yeah, I was having multiple fights a day that were three rounds, and obviously, you know, I was doing multiple styles as well. So I was doing the points, I was doing continuous, I was doing kick lights, so I was getting slammed in the legs every day. You know, I was battered and bruised yeah. and I was tired and, you know, and aching. So it was a really big challenge to be able to pull through it and, you know, get through the week and manage to get, get the win in every single one was, you know, something that I needed to prove to myself. And I'm very proud that I did. Yeah. And like that, some like some tough fights that you that you like against, like say, like the, Tony Stevenson is obviously a, a, a top fighter mm -hmm. from Ireland in terms of like the light yes. contact, yeah. the, the kick yeah. Um, I've watched that fight on YouTube. It was a it was a great fight. Really, I really yeah, enjoyed. It. Yeah, yeah. It was that that fight was a real uh, the one from the world champ. Well, both of them actually. We had a, a fight the world championships in Budapest in the kick light, and we also had another fight in the um, the Europeans a year after in the in the light contact. And uh, yeah, both of them were real wars. And you know, Tony's a great fighter, so massive respect to him. Yeah, and uh, which would which event would you say like took the most out of you like physically? Like, um, I'd i have to say. Um, that doing doing kick light is is a is a real big um, step up because the 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 toll that it takes on your legs it's it's crazy you know I've only got thin legs as well I've got skinny legs yeah. and uh, every time I'm getting kicked you, you know you feel it you feel a leg kick a lot more than you do a punch to the face you know I'd much rather get hit 
um, as hard as I, uh, as hard as somebody could in the face, then get kicked in the leg. Um, and once you take, you know, eight, nine, ten of those every single fight, you know, it, it takes its toll over the week. So I think doing the kick light, um, it is physically tiring and it, and it is, you know, draining. Uh, cardio wise but I think the amount of toll that it takes on your body also um, makes that one stand out for me in terms of you know being the toughest yeah and like that doesn't it doesn't gel too well with the kind of physical things attributes you need go then go into the points with the the light explosive exactly exactly Exactly. you need to be explosive and you need to be fast on your toes I actually um, actually attempted to do the uh, the three styles the year before as well, um, which was at the European Championships in San Sebastian. And uh, what happened there was I actually broke my ankle in my first fight. So um, I broke my ankle. Uh, yeah, I broke my ankle in a points fight. And uh, in my first points fight, I managed to get through that one. And then it was a real tough week after that, you know, trying to get through trying to get through all of those fights and um, yeah, getting kicked in the legs and then not being able to move, you know, my response time, my leg checks, I couldn't really check a leg kick or I couldn't throw a side kick or I couldn't blitz or I'd see a kick coming a mile away, but I couldn't move. Do you know what I mean? So um, that was, that was really tough. So that's why it was very important for me that the year after I go back and I'd put that right, you know, I wasn't going to let that, uh, you know, let it put me off. Uh, achieving my goal of, of winning all three I, I needed to go back that next year just to prove to myself that you know I, I, I could do it yeah I was going to ask you did it put you off like to have the, the disappointment a in lot the of people yeah a, lo- a lot of people um, and people that I, I highly respect as well told me that you know doing doing three disciplines is too much and especially in my weight division was a very popular weight division as well so there's a, a lot of entries in there which meant that I was having uh, a high number of fights and a lot of people were telling me you know I shouldn't be doing three divisions and I need to specialize in just one or two and do it that way and and be sensible about it but um, to be honest I, I always in times like that I always ask for my dad's advice because I always trust him the most um, and uh, he's you know we haven't gone too far wrong yet and uh, you know, he said to me, "No, you know, we're we're going to do this. We're going to do this next year. We're going to train, and we're going to do whatever it takes. And we'll come back next year. And I guarantee you, if we'll get the three goals, and and we did. So, and did did that kind of even like uh, drive you on more? Even the fact that people had said maybe you shouldn't do it. That, that kind of it did. Kind of, it did. It, the, yeah, it really did. Yeah, people going to go." Yeah, it did. It it added to the motivation of it. You know, people saying that oh, you shouldn't do it, or you know, um, it's dangerous or whatever. You know, I I just used that all as motivation to to push me in my training, and it worked out perfectly because the next year I went back and uh, I won all my fights in every division, and I even managed to to ten clear everyone in each of the finals as well, or get maximum score in in light contact and kick lights fifteen clear. So I managed to max them all. So you know, I came back and, and did it well. So I'm, I'm really pleased that I managed to do that. Yeah, definitely. Said it's, uh, it's a, a savage achievement to to win all three events at, at one tournament. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very uh, much. And so like then, how many how many world titles then would you have? Do you have in, in total? I actually have 13 as of now. 13 WACO world titles. Uh, and that's across all of the disciplines and the age groups. Um, so uh, points, light, kick light, and uh, and team events as well. I've got thirteen in total. And what's the kind of what, what's the breakdown in them? Was it be, is there one more than the other? Like more points, more light in light contact? Or oh, good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I've got. Uh, we've won the team event three times. Um, points. I must have won. Um, 14, 16, 19, 14. I think I got four points and I think three light contact and two kick light, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fairly close. <laughs> to yeah. be, to Something be, like that anyway. Maybe one. But, uh, uh, yeah, like, would you have more senior than junior, do you think? More? 
Um, I actually spent a lot longer competing as a junior um, than I have done as an adult. So I've got more junior titles. Um, but as an adult, I've got, uh, I think I've got four, four world titles as a, as a senior. Um, but yeah, this is only my, I've only had two world championships so far in the seniors. So I've done, yeah. definitely done a lot more. I've had a lot more years as a junior because I'm still only 21. So yeah, still, uh, still got lots more to do yet. And uh, do you find, well, I find for me personally, when I look at the titles, especially like in Taekwondo, that the, the senior ones mean, mean a bit more? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at, at the time when you win, when you win the juniors, um, obviously you, it, it's a massive achievement and, and it still is. Even looking back now, uh, I'm still very, very proud of my, uh, of my junior achievements. But as an adult, it definitely it definitely does mean more. The goal is to always is, is win the adults because that's where the highest level of fighters are. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. The, the seniors is more important, but I'm definitely still proud of all of my, all of my other world titles as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that, it's, when you're a junior, you, it's, it's not like you can really decide to go to the adults. It's the highest achievements you can have at that time. But Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. the, the senior ones definitely like, mean more. Like Even if you look across the divisions, that's where all the top names that everybody knows are competing like this to, to step in and compete against them and, and come out on top is is yeah. the goal and it's the great when it happens <laughs> yeah absolutely and then i know like this year then you won the the irish open grand champion mm-hmm. and um i find i find this is like the, the interesting thing especially in uh, in kickboxing and points kickboxing is that the irish open sometimes is is recognized as nearly being bigger than a world championships to to some degree, yeah. because you, you are at least maybe not bigger, but sometimes even the same level of achievement because like there's so many, so many top mm-hmm. fighters go to the tournament and it's such a big yeah. So yeah. would you have that up there as well as a as a big achievement? I I think that the Irish Open is bigger than uh, a World Championships because um, you know a World Championships you've got the the best fighter from each country, so the number one seed from every country that's going to be competing in the event so you're fighting the best of the best but then you go to, you look at the irish open and not only have you got the best from each country but then you've got the second best from each country you've got the third best from each country the fourth best from each country and then you've got people from all over the organizations lots of different organizations as well um a lot of the the good nasca fighters i know nasca is a very big uh, association over in America, you get all of the uh, all of the Americans over, all of the South Americans over. Um, some of the countries that you wouldn't necessarily see in a WACA World Championships will come to the Irish Open. So you you've really got to be uh, on form uh, when it's Irish Open weekend because you can be fighting the best from absolutely anywhere in the world. And you know the number of competitors that it brings in is just unprecedented in the sport. There's no other tournament like it. So um, absolutely, I'd have to say that um, out of all the things that I've achieved in my uh, in my sports career so far, I'd have to say that winning the Irish Open Grand Champion is by far the most meaningful, by far the best. I think um, for any point fighter, for any kickboxer to win uh, to win the Irish Open Open weight is uh, is a dream for everybody, and uh, I'm just absolutely. Um, so proud that I managed to do it and it's something that we've been working towards for a very long time you know me and my and my family and um you know we've worked very very hard for it and uh, this year you know my dream came true so yeah so if nothing else in 2020 happens then at least you'll have got that out of it yeah <laughs> I keep saying that yeah you know at least um at least some good came out of it you know um even if we don't get the, the chance to compete again this year uh, I'm very happy that I've got that one ticked off my win list yeah, because like, even as you said, it's so stacked that you have like, the teams like Corelli and that they just have like a team that's stacked. They have so many good fighters that if you're to just pick their best, like their second and third best fighters are sometimes even good enough to, to maybe win a world title. Like they're good enough to beat everybody else. They just can't, maybe can't get out of their country to get to the, to get on the mats. But like those yeah. people are there at the likes of the Irish Open. So like I said, absolutely, yeah. And um. Is that uh, I know it's the first time you've won the grand uh, the grand champion, but um, at senior anyway. And uh, how many times do you think you've won the Irish Open in total? Then, well, 
I know I've it, won it, yeah. the Irish Open 12 times now in uh, in divisions. So I've won my division 12 times and the Irish Open Grand Champion uh, for the first time this year. So um, I won a number of them as a, as a kid. And um, I won my first. I actually won my first senior title when I was when I was fourteen in the uh, in the light contact division in the adults. Yeah, uh, which is another one of my my, my greatest achievements was, was doing that as well at such a young age. So, yeah. <laughs> and did you compete across all three divisions this year, or did you really focus on the the points and winning the grand champion? This year, I just focused on uh, the points and winning the Grand Champion. But I have done in the past, I've done the uh, points and light contact in both. And again, it's, it's something that really takes its toll on you at the Irish Open because there's so many competitors. And, um, you know, you could you could be map jumping, you could be fighting in a points, a points fight one minute and then you'd be called over to another area and you're doing light contact. And then they'll call to another area and you're fighting in teams. So um, this year, I just wanted to focus on the job which was to go there and win the open weight and just, you know, and my division, of course, as well. But they're on separate days. So, you know, it didn't it didn't hinder me in any way. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to focus on just winning that and, and ticking that off the list this year. And uh, was that the plan for the rest of the year as well, to just focus on the points? Are we going to go back to competing across all the disciplines? Well, I wanted to go back to competing in, uh, across all the disciplines. Um, the main thing for the main goal for me at the moment in Europe is to win all of the things that I currently haven't won, um, and there's just a couple of open weights that I needed to get. But uh, by all means, I, I always, if I've got the chance to fight in light contact, and it's not gonna, you know, um, hinder my performance in any way for anything else, then of course I'll always, um, always like to compete across all of the disciplines. Always, I enjoy competing. You know, it doesn't really matter what the discipline is points, continuous, kick light. I just love to get out there on the mats and compete. Yeah, that's where that's where the buzz is. <laughs> yeah. And um so like who did you fight then in the, the grand champion or like the grand champion across all the, the, the fights like what sort of people did you come up against? Um well in the first fight I actually fought one of my training partners, Chris Aston. Um and then I fought a I think it was a German guy, a Canadian guy. I fought another uh, American Troy Bins, who's who's very good, um, got a big name out in the states, and he's come over to Europe a few times this year now, and uh, doing some of the European uh, tournaments on the circuit. In the semi-finals, I fought Hector Solorio from Mexico, who I fought a few times in the past. He's a great fighter as well. Um, and then in the finals, I fought my teammate Jack Felton. Yeah, you yourself and Jack have met a couple of times in Grand Champion finals. Is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, Jack. Jack is uh, an absolute legend and uh, in the sport, and he's always been a, a hero of mine because I remember watching him when I was just a just a kid. Um, I know when I was going to the Irish Open in my first few years, you know, I must have been nine, ten, eleven years old, and um, you know I was always running to the mats when I saw Jack getting ready to fight. And it's crazy now to think that we're on the same team and, and you know and we're competing and pushing each other in these events as well. It's a dream come true for me. He's an absolute legend. Yeah, like, how, how do you find that experience of stepping out and fighting with somebody you would have looked up to? It's it's a different feeling, I would imagine. Yeah, it is. It's, it's totally different. You know, it takes some adjusting to as well, um, especially like in my uh, younger years as a teenager and then coming up into the adults. Um, it was definitely probably the hardest then. Um, but now after spending a few years inside the adults divisions and fighting them all the time, you get used to that and you can kind of just put it to the back of your mind and, and just focus on what you've got to do and believe in your own abilities. Yeah. Like, yeah, because there's been one or two guys I've ended up competing against and you're kind of, you're looking across the ring kind of going, jeez, uh, am I really fighting this guy? Like, well, I remember yeah. him. I remember, <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing him. I remember seeing yeah. him. Before. I used to watch it. I used to watch him. And now I have to, I have to <laughs> go in and fight him. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, that's always a good sign that you're, you're on the right path and you're doing the right things. If you're coming up against those guys that you used to look up to, you know, it's just, it shows how much you've progressed over the years. So you have to be proud of it as well. And uh, I know you said you've done, um, you, you, you've boxed and you, you're still do a bit of boxing and even Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Are they, uh, is there 
many goals in them to to compete and to to push on in them or are they kind of just something you do on the side that you enjoy um at the moment i'm just focusing on my kickboxing uh, but that's not to say you know that i won't uh, won't compete in them in the future um, who knows um i've actually done some jiu jitsu competitions that's something that i want to get back to as well as competing in jiu jitsu but with the amount of tournaments that i've got in kickboxing it's very difficult to find um you know weekends to to go to them and then uh, yeah i'm always i'm always training boxing as well um I've, I feel that that's massively benefited me over the years in my light contact and my continuous fighting. Uh, it was being able to box. I always thought that was a massive advantage that I that I had over people when I was when I was fighting in the continuous uh, from that boxing experience. Um, so yeah, it's not to say that I won't compete in them again in the future, but uh, right now just focusing on the kickboxing, achieving my goals in this sport before we do anything else. Yeah, so like with that kind of balance of. You know, it's the stand it up with the like stand up fighting with the kickboxing and boxing, and then maybe a bit with jiu jitsu. Would you ever think about going to MMA? Uh, it's something that uh, I really wanted to do when I was younger. Was was going to the MMA worlds? Um, not so much now, but again, you, I, I can't I can't say what will happen in the future. You never know. I'm open to um, I'm open to everything, so we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, not my main focus right now, but. Who knows in the future? Yeah, like we've seen a lot of guys kind of transition over for from ourselves that that would have been very successful. Like Adam Shelley and Ryan Shelley would be two kind of yeah, stand up yeah, ones yeah. that would have been top guys in ITF Taekwondo and have now drifted into drifted into MMA. I look at mm-hmm, even yeah. uh, Sean O'Bannon and Dean Barry, I suppose, kind of from kickboxing have since, and even actually Raymond Daniels, I suppose, and and uh, has gone into yeah. It's more, becoming more and more common for, for the kickboxers to jump over. And um, uh, I think, you know, the more point fighters that do that is, you know, it's, it's, it's great for us um, as a sport. It's really showing uh, how effective that our style can be in the MMA, um, you know, because a lot of MMA guys, they, they neglect the style or they don't appreciate the style. Um, you've got guys like Michael going in there and Raymond and, you know, all of those people uh, showing how good that, you know, this sport can be and it can definitely mix it with the with the best of the best. Yeah, 100%. I think, I feel like some bit, Taekwondo has kind of the same kind of, um, people have the same kind of attitude towards it, that uh, it doesn't really work when you, this idea of a, you go into a real fight is kind of the, the term they kind of use, yeah. which... I think it's complete, you know, complete bullshit. Really, that, uh, yeah, I, I always say, I always say, that there's, there's, yeah, there's fighters that do points, and there's points fighters. You know, if if you're a good enough martial artist, then you can do you can do anything. You can be a great points fighter, but you can be great in other areas as well. And you can you can use those skills that you've got from your points fighting and take them into into other areas and into other combat sports. You know, so um, yeah, there's there's. Fighters that do points and there's, and there's points fighters, definitely. Yeah, it's not going to translate exactly. Like you're not going to spare, be able to or fight the exact same way you would maybe in a point spare or whatever. Yeah. But like that, it gives a good base that... Uh, it's that, exactly, that, it's that, the base. That's gonna be, yeah. It's going to be different that most people don't won't see. So yeah, I, I love to see like that, the, the styles of the likes of Wonderboy and... And, and Raymond Daniels and Michael Van Page. I love to see those yeah, styles yeah. D- do well because it's kind of just it's kind of just a tip of the cap, like you know, to kind of say, yeah, you know, this there is something to this style. Um, Absolutely, that, that, yeah, that does work. And just the the boxing and the, the wrestling isn't the only thing that can be successful in there. Yeah, I, and I think more and more now as those guys get better. Uh, I think more and more MMA gyms or coaches are starting to respect the style now. And I think it it's just a matter of time before we see, you know, obviously in the top MMA gyms and stuff are, uh, in America and places like that, they all have wrestling coaches, they have boxing coaches, they have kickboxing coaches. It won't be long before we start having uh, point fighting coaches in there as well. I really think it's just a matter of time because a lot of the fighters now are, are starting to, to realise that when they come against guys like Raymond and Michael and Wonderboy that um, it's just, that's an area that they haven't really mastered and they don't understand and they're out of their depth when they're fighting those guys. They don't understand the distance control. They don't understand the tempo and the rhythm changes. So, um, yeah, it's definitely something that I think the MMA guys are, are watching now. 
Yeah, even I know he doesn't really come from the the point style, but uh, Israel Adesanya is another one who comes from a kickboxing. Yeah, league. yeah. But um, yeah, he's he's probably my favorite fighter at the moment. Um, his yeah, his quality is, is just insane. But like that, mm-hmm. another guy who has a kickboxing base, but obviously not the point style, but but still a lot mm-hmm. of the same. Like you said, distance, time, and rhythm, all that sort of stuff. It, it's all trained within kickboxing. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. And would you ever think of like going to, to going to a promotion like Glory, maybe further down the line, even and like Raymond Daniels would have fought for them or Bellator kickboxing? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, that's that's another. After I've finished all of my goals within within this sport, then that's that's probably the next step is doing something like that. Go um, getting myself into the ring and doing some full contact. I'd definitely love to do that. Um, so yeah, that's the next step. Yeah, as a, would you think then that that's where really the the kick light would benefit, because it seems to be a bit of a bridge between light contact and going into full contact or K one. The kind of kick light mm-hmm. thing is is a good balance there to maybe help a transition. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's another another little stepping stone. You get used to those kicks coming at your legs. You know, even though you you're wearing wearing a shin pad or something. You know, it's it's still getting you conditioned for those leg kicks. You still got to look out for them as well. You're learning uh, different types of defenses to them, being able to move out the way, being able to check it, being able to angle off from them. So, definitely, I think there's a lot of skills uh, within the kick line that you can take into the professional ranks when it's when it's K1 or low kick or or whatever the rule set is, MMA even. Yeah. So then, what does what does your training schedule look like then? What would a, a training week uh, look like? Well, usually I try I try to balance it with uh, my my points, my running, my um, boxing training, my jiu-jitsu training. Um, you know, so I'm doing all all different types of training throughout the week. Um, but I try and train uh, twice a day, and I'm usually training for a couple of hours each session. So. Uh, it varies, but usually Monday I'm doing a points workout and then uh, in the morning, then I usually teach in the evenings from uh, four till about 8.30. And then usually my dad comes down on a on a Monday or, um, and to do some pad work with me. So I do like a pad workout. Um, and then uh, Tuesday, I usually have jiu-jitsu and boxing back to back. And I'll probably do a run in the morning, something like that. Wednesday will be another, um, another uh, points workout. And then Wednesday night, I'll box. On Thursday, I have another points workout in the morning. And then Thursday will be like continuous pad work again with my dad. Uh, Friday will usually be uh, a run. And then I might do like a kind of workout on my own. And then Saturday mornings, I'll box. And then Sunday mornings, I do jiu-jitsu. So it's a packed out week full of them all. Um, I try to try to balance it out as much as, as, much as possible. No, no days off. <laughs> no days off no days off uh, so sometimes sometimes I'll, I'll i'll have a day off if i i'm i'm a believer in listening to my body so if my body's telling me elijah you need a day off you've done you know this much and uh you know i need to rest then i'll rest um but if i if i feel like i, I don't need to and i can just continue my training week as as usual then i'll go ahead and do that so i just you know i don't have a designated rest day i just listen to my body and take a rest as and when and then do you have many, you don't do any like strength and conditioning then in terms of like weight um, training? I don't, I don't really do, I don't really lift weights or anything like I don't lift any heavy weights, um, but I, I do my own uh, fitness kind of training, usually at the end of, of a session, like I have my abs routine that I do, or I'll do like just body weight exercises. I feel like uh, body weight exercises is usually the most beneficial for what I do. Uh, you know, being explosive and fast. Um, so I try to just do body weight exercises, or even if I do lift weights occasionally, it won't be massive weights. It will just be, you know, um, a high reps, lower weight. Uh, I feel that that benefits me the most. Um, but I don't really have like an actual day where I just say, right, I'm going to do all strength and conditioning. I usually try and merge that into my into my regular training sessions. Okay. And then, so it could you said you're gonna to have to you're gonna move up a division in this year. Would uh, would you have looked at maybe adding in some strength and conditioning and um, bit more programmed to 
obviously you put on muscle as opposed to you know just eating your yeah way yeah yeah you're right yeah yeah you know no you're right um moving up to luckily um it was actually just it's just the, for the points um so i actually fight both divisions anyway i usually fight 74 oh, and 79 yeah. when i go to a competition because you know it's points the weight doesn't really matter that much um so i probably would have done a little bit more uh, strength training just to build myself up um, uh, for that event but it wouldn't have been massive because yeah, if it if it was continuous or if it was a full contact fight then yeah I definitely would have had to make some adjustments uh, but because it's points and obviously it's more about speed and timing than it is about pure power and strength um, then yeah I, I, I would have kept it pretty much the same but maybe just added in a little bit of extra strength work yeah uh, look I know we said we talked about you maybe look at going to like at some point glory or Bellator kickboxing. Have you and then you said that have yeah. you had any full contact kickboxing fights? Uh, I had a full contact, a uh, couple of full contact kickboxing fights when I was younger. Um, I think I had about four or five full contact fights when I was a kid. Um, but then uh, the problem is with the WACA rules is that you can't compete in ring and tatami sports within the same event. So I've always been competing in tatami, so I've always done points and continuous and kick like because I feel like I can get more map time doing that and, and get better by doing that than rather than going in the ring. Um, so I've had my experience obviously with, with doing them as a, as a kid and then obviously boxing as well was, was massive for, for the ring sports. Um, but yeah, it's something that uh, it's an area that I really want to dive into uh, over the next few years and start, start working on the full contact. And then, uh, like you said, uh, I know you had uh, Jack uh, Felton is your is your teammate now, and yeah. that was you since kind of joined the the team All Stars. And that, how did that kind of come about? Well, I've, I've known uh, Raymond and the guys for for a long time, uh, ever since I first went to the Irish Open, you know, and uh, asking him for pictures and things like that, and just just having a chat with him. He, he knows my uh, my dad very well, and he also knows my my boss and instructor uh, Lee and um, we've, we've had him over for seminars in the past and that kind of thing just over the years just developed a good relationship um, with, with all of the guys and uh, with all the, the all-star team and then um, I think it was a few years ago at the Irish Open it might have been 2017 and um, I remember I caught uh, me and my dad were just walking from the hotel over to uh, I can't remember where we were going, but anyway, we saw Raymond walking uh, past us and then he just stopped us and we were having a quick chat. And then uh, it was then where he, he asked me if I wanted to, to join the All-Stars. I was about 18 years old and I just started to win some some adult events. So he must have thought that the, the time was right for me and uh, they asked me to be on the team. And of course, you know, you don't say no to Raymond Daniels and the All-Stars. It was a dream dream come true that he asked me and... Uh, yeah, it's it's been been a great few years being a part of their squad. Yeah, because uh, I think that's kind of a, the, the the strange one. Just you, when you see the Irish Open, obviously, then you're with like the the most mostly Americans on that team. But then you go to the Wackos, and obviously you're you're fighting them for for uh, for GB. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's that's the thing. Is whenever I'm at a Worlds or Europeans, and you know I'm, I'm fighting for for country, but. Um, but yeah, I'll always represent represent the All Stars uh, squads when I'm out at the the various different tournaments across the world. And when did your dad start coming along to train? Because he said at the start that he he wasn't really for you starting kickboxing, but now you're saying like he does a lot of your a lot of your pad work and stuff. So when did he kind of come on board as a coach? Well, he, we we quickly realised, you know, that um, that we were that we'd have to work together. Um, to, to, to do to achieve anything in this sport um, you know we had to rely on ourselves a lot you know he's my dad first and foremost before before anything else and he'll always be there and he'll always have my back and he'll always look out for me and uh, there's nobody that I trust more in the world than, than him so it was a great match and um, it, it was pretty much from from the very beginning as soon as I had my first competition it, um, he was always helping me out with with training ever since then and he was coming along to tournaments and you know, um, well, he was taking me to the tournaments, and uh, w- without that sacrifice over those those years, you know, as uh, as a as a kid, and then coming up even to now, 
um, where he's still sacrificing so much for me. You know, I definitely wouldn't have been able to achieve anything um, to to this to this point um, without without my parents' support. So I'm very very lucky um, to have had such a supportive um, to, to have such supportive parents and to have such a backing from them. Uh, never never would have would been able to achieve anything without them. So. Yeah, and uh, for in your club, then is there is there many other people who be on uh, like an international level in terms of going to Wacko Worlds and Europeans? Uh, from my club, um, not anymore, but uh, because a lot of them have all um, gone down different routes. They've gone to different areas. That, um, I know some of them tried to do taekwondo. Some of them went uh, down the university route and. But at one time, we had a very good uh, level of fighters within our team. Um, you know, we used to have like uh, Jack Evans, Tom Evans, Ryan Marlowe was another great one. Uh, Chris Aston is still around and he's one of them that's, uh, he's on the Corelli team uh, now in, as um, with the Hungarians. So, um yeah, yeah. We, we definitely had a great level of, of people to train with when I was a kid. But now um, it's just actually me left uh, at that school from from that generation. I'm the only one that's, that's left still competing. Yeah. And did, is there many people going to come through, do you think? Uh, I've definitely got a, a couple of kids um, that, are, that I'm coaching now that I think could do very, very well in the future as long as they keep focused and they, and they keep themselves training. Um, then absolutely, they could definitely achieve great things in the sport. So I've definitely got my eye on a couple of kids uh, from, from my school. So hopefully um, that'll do me proud. To train yourself up? To train, in, train up some sparring partners for yourself? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, Train them up. And then. Actually, I want to just maybe a couple of more things before we uh, maybe before we finish up. But uh, yeah, who, who would you say is your the, the what would you say that is the toughest fight you've had? You have to pick ones that are maybe opponents, maybe just one fight against that particular opponent. Is there one kind of standout fight or fighter that you that you've uh, found tough? I, I can't I can't say that there's been that there's been one fighter or one or one tough fight that stands out in in my mind that because there isn't, I think it's been, you know, I've, I've come across many, many great fighters and many, many great champions throughout, um, throughout my sporting career. And I think all of them have taught me something or all of them have motivated me in some way to get better. So I think, you know, there's, 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 a, there's a group of guys out there that I've been competing against over the years that have been rivals, but you know we all push each other, and we just, as they say, steel sharp and steel. We all push each other to get better, and, um, and and I think I've definitely got better because of those, because of learning lessons from those fights and learn learning lessons from those opponents. So there isn't one that stands out, uh, that, you know, a single opponent or a single fight. But um, yeah, I'm just happy that I've had the chance to compete with many great champions over the years. Yeah, especially when when you're going across the different events, like the fights can be sometimes um, t- tough in different ways. Some can be a very tactical match, but then some can be yeah very tough in terms of uh, physically. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes, exactly. Sometimes you can be more tired. I find even after like the more the more tactical matches, like you're just going to come out and your your brain is more fried than anything physically. Like yeah, especially in the run. points. Yeah, like in the points fights, um, you know, those those tactical chess matches, they do wear you out because, you know, it's utter focus from, you know, the first bell to the last one. And, you know, you make one mistake uh, and, and it can cost you the fight. So having that in the back of your mind, you know, um, and that nervous that nervous energy building up inside of you, that that's what tires you out. So, um, yeah, it's it's a bit of both. You know, it can be tactical, but and physical, and you know, working together, it can it can really drain you. And last year, like with um, Wacko again and IOC, do you think um, do you think you'll see uh, Wacko in the Olympics? Uh, I really, really hope so. Uh, I know we're probably a long way off yet. Um, but I really, really hope that you know eventually we get to that stage. Whether it's whether it's still when I'm competing, obviously that would be amazing to to compete in the Olympics. 
or whether it be, you know, maybe one day I'll be be a coach or, or something like that, you know, is something I'd absolutely love to do. And but I'd love to see our sports uh, being being showed on on the Olympics. It would be absolutely amazing. I don't know what disciplines that they'll uh, look to. I think that probably K one has the best chance uh, if it if it is going to get to the Olympics. But we'll wait and see. Um, I, I just I can't say that it will or it won't. But let's just hope so. Yeah. I think that's that would be the ultimate. I think for like I know even in like there is a version of Taekwondo in um, in the Olympics, but yeah, the WTF. Yeah, I'd love to get the I'd love to see ITF Taekwondo in the Olympics. I think that would be like you said the ultimate. To, if you don't get there as a competitor, to even if you manage to to be a coach or somebody who got the step on at an, an Olympics would be something special. It would be, yeah. And uh, I've started the last couple of episodes, kind of asking people their uh, two qu- two final questions: is uh, who's your yep. favorite fighter, fighter of all time? Any any sport, okay. whether it's kickboxing, you know, boxing, MMA, whatever. Favorite fighter? Yeah, favorite fighter. I'd have to say uh, it's got to be Raymond. Uh, Raymond Daniels is um, you know watching him watching him as a kid doing the points was inspiring. Um, you know, he, he brought something that um, no one was was a, able to deal with. Um, you know, the, the way the way he, and just not not just his skill set, but his his mindset as well um, is what stood out to me. You know, being able to to spend time with him now, being on his team and um, and picking up some of the things that just that he says um, was amazing. So I think uh, Raymond Daniels and obviously saw you know his skills on show um, at the at the Birmingham. At the Birmingham, the MMA show, uh, when he uh, did the the seven twenty spin, um, yeah. so yeah, things like, things like that he brings to the table are just absolutely uh, incredible. So um, and he's been able to do it in all styles as well. He's been able to do it in the points. He's been able to do it in continuous full contact. You know MMA. So I, I think you'd have you have to put Raymond up there, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely one of the best stand up fighters ever. I think. Yeah. Um, Raymond Daniels, and then if you had to pick a favorite fight all time, there's one fight you're going to put on and watch. What 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 fight are you picking? From any combat sport. Any combat sport. Ooh, that's a good one. I think. Ooh, was it Diego Sanchez, Clay Guida? Yes, Diego Sanchez, Clay Guida Fry is one of the old UFC fights, and that was an absolute war for for three rounds. They just absolutely paced each other. I think, no. yeah, I'd have to say was it that, that one. Was one of Sanchez or Melendez? Is that the one? Maybe. Uh, I think it was Clay Guida. I think it was. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was Clay Guida. Clay Guida, Diego Sanchez. Uh, I remember, and that that fight just stands out to me because it was just an absolute war it was back and forth both guys were bloody and beaten up at the end of it and it was yeah it was just warrior heart from the two of them so you know that's great great to watch always yeah solid um well, i think that's kind of it i think we touched on a lot of a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff that i kind of wanted to, to chat about and um, like i said i think yourself is probably if not the best pound for pound like definitely top one of the you know top two but I would say best pound for pound kickboxer in the world at the moment. So it was uh, great to have you on and have a chat. Oh, thank you very much, mate. I really appreciate you having me on. And uh, yeah, hope to see you soon, mate. Yeah, you too. And uh, yeah, keep uh, keep well and hopefully be back uh, training soon. Yes, hopefully, mate. You too. All right. Yeah. Cheers. All the best, man. Okay, mate. Bye-bye.